mornings i'm joined by jen and andre for movies 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 they're doing a very cute little unison yawn stretch <laughs> together oh. Oh, <laughs> hello hello how are you both yeah well oh my god this yawn is from watching inland empire half last night and half this morning it's a three-hour film i know i woke up at 3 30 a.m from the most insane dreams oh well because of this film cheese dreams not cheese dreams, but, you know, I wrote them all in my notes, so maybe I'll do that instead of a review. Damn. Can you give us a little sneak peek into one of the dreams? Oh, um... Too private? <laughs> they were kind of private and a bit porny, so <laughs> I'm nervous about going on air, just like, opening up with them. All right. Well... Five words, one snapshot of today. Go. Read an essay while watching a film. Such a good combo. Uh, we're going to talk about AGNSW for the first time in ages. Hot. All right. Well, shall we dip into movie news? We're not doing movie news today, oh. actually. Okay. <laughs> But we can talk if you need to fill the air. <laughs> we were going to go straight into two takes uh, and oh. then go into spotlight. Does that work for you? Oh, oh hot. My God, all right. Do the game on air? Is this too short of a notice? No, movie love news, it. We're not doing movie news. Let's Scratch do it. Scratch movie news. Take two. All right. So we are bringing uh, a movie and also the accompanying essay. They're the two things we're going to be talking about today. The movie itself is Inland Empire by David Lynch. Uh, have you heard? Have you not heard? Uh, of David Lynch? Of Inland Empire or David Lynch. Uh, Daddy David Lynch. Daddy Dave. We stand David Lynch over here. So we also stand that this was his last film that he's made, last feature film. Uh, it came out in 2006, uh, it's a healthy 15 years ago plus. And it kind of, I think a lot of people think this and it kind of feels true that it kind of marked sort of a big farewell for his filmmaking because he shot it all on like a little handheld, uh, completely consumer-available camera. Ooh. It was shot over three years. It was the E-word, experimental. And it opened at, at the Venice Film Festival. And so it kind of was positioned as like a very avant-garde art house, art house film. Long, featuring Laura Dern, set in LA. Long-time collaborator. Long-time collaborator, bridging kind of art and Hollywood via David Lynch, as he always does. But it was his final film, so it has this kind of importance to it and this guts. And the film itself is about Laura Dern playing an actress who's cast in a film that's supposedly cursed, and she ends up kind of falling prey to the nightmarish, cursed nature of the film. And over the three hours, she basically splinters into different characters while like rummaging throughout LA, entering different portals, different worlds. Damn. And the only other location, I think, outside of LA is Poland. Lodz. Lodz, which Luch. is... Lodz. Thank God. I'm so glad we're talking about a Polish film okay, tonight. Okay, <laughs> okay. So it's uh, jumping from LA to Poland in this kind of phasmagorical fuckstorm that's happening over three hours. And Wild. it was shot over three years, so it's kind of like a durational... It's the kind of thing that you would see in an art gallery, to be honest. Right. And I think a lot of people were shocked or confused by it because it was playing in a cinema and it was... Uh, presented as like a David Lynch film. But well, I think that the best place for video art is actually in a cinema. Completely, completely. Yeah, it's the most exciting way to watch video art. 
It sounds like it's got a bit of a little Macbethian sort of, almost maybe very loosely. Oh, no true. way, no way, no way. The Shakespeare references is not happening in Lynch, I don't think. I think it's a little bit too obvious. No, just in that it's it's a cursed play. Oh, it's a cursed, the curse of the theatre. That is real. Okay, shut up, Ange. <laughs> anyway, but the film is fabulous and um, there's a great essay that's printed in a book by Fireflies Press. We're not talking about the book in this part. We're not talking about the book in this part. But You're going to give your review instead of the plot analysis. You've given a bit of an exegesis. Yeah, well, I just want to like set everything up and just explain what we're doing today. Um, because I was revisiting Inland Empire and reading this essay. It's like a hundred mini-page essay. And I just... It kind of... Like, I always forget that this is why I come to films and this is why I enjoy cinema. And it's actually because it truly is the most exciting and interesting way to process your ideas and process your feelings. Mm. And I always thought that music was the only way to actually work through your shit, but I actually find that sitting down for three hours and contemplating all these different uh, dimensionalities and linearities and ideas and forms and shapes and characters and ideas in a film is a process and it's self-therapy and it's uh, working through your, your stuff and getting to the bottom of your own business. And Laura Dern does that so fabulously by embodying kind of all these different characters. I mean, just recently we're hearing Tilda Swinton quoted in a New York Times profile about Thai director Pichapong Wirisetakul talking about how making a film with a director uh, doesn't sometimes, doesn't need character work as much as it needs like understanding of a body and a person in a space and not representing a person with a personality, but rather just like a situation or a predicament or a circumstance. And I think if I were to apply that to Inland Empire, Laura Dern plays what it's like to have to be an actress for 20 plus years in a three hour movie, <laughs> meandering around LA and having to grapple with Hollywoodism in reality and also in film. And it just brings so much joy. And there's a really beautiful quote from the essay that Jen's gonna review afterwards that talks about how the film is just like a nightmarish Lynchian crazy storm but by the end of it you wake up from the nightmare and the finale of the film is set to a Nina Simone song and it's just pure euphoria pure bliss mm, that's how he ends his canon. love that and it kind of lets the mystery stand but also the joy flourish beautiful do you know what I feel like this is a film that could only be set in Poland because it's a weird sort of art house cinema that my parents always talk about. Really? It's so yeah. chill. It's oh my god. You should get them to give us some films to review and I watch definitely will. from Poland. I definitely will. Mm. There's some weird stuff in there. But shall we take a moment, take a breath, take a breath yeah. dive into a track, we'll come back, we'll hear the trailer, we will hear your second review, mm. yeah. Jen, about the essay, and then we'll go from there. Cool, yeah. On FBI This Is Mornings, you're listening to Movies, Movies, Movies. We're going to jump into a bit of Club Future Nostalgia right here. Club Future Nostalgia. We're not in hyperspace anymore. We are on Movies, Movies, Movies. In the thick of two takes, Inland Empire is the film in question. And I want to play for you a little tinge a bit about the film. From Hollywood, California, where stars make dreams and dreams make stars.
you have a new role to play, I hear. Up for a role? No, no. I definitely heard that you have it. Action. It's very David Lynch over here. And I guess I, if I was listening to this, I'd be wondering why are they doing Inland Empire, a movie from 2006? And it's because Fireflies, a really fab printing press, wrote, I guess they published a piece about this, a monograph by Melissa Anderson last year. She started writing it at in March 2020, finished it in July 2020. So I guess the whole start of the pandemic, she was back in this kind of flat ontology of time, watching Inland Empire, which like mixes generational time. She jumps from LA to Poland. Um, it's a strange movie. And I, I ordered this book and got it delivered to my old house. And my old house, like, folded a week ago and I went back and picked up this mysterious package that I sort of had forgotten about that had been opened and inside was this tiny little book, Inland Empire. Ah! And I was like, okay, this all seems like we need to do something about this. And we're also out of time because two weeks ago they held a screening for this at Golden Age Cinema. So you could go watch Inland Empire and buy the book and have like a really amazing experience with it. This is a retrospective. <laughs> so we're essentially doing a spotlight in the past, which feels kind of <laughs> Lynchian as well. It's like, I wish we could just walk into yesterday and be at the Golden Age Cinema to watch that because that would have been an amazing experience. <laughs> and I guess this is the first, this is a first for Movies, Movies, Movies in that we're reviewing a book crew. And we're reviewing Melissa Anderson's Inland Empire, which tries to take away the description of the film and its importance from David Lynch and place it onto Laura Dern and talk about this idea of actorism, which is kind of like auteurism in mm-hmm. terms of like a filmmaker's authorship, but actually about the actress. And she's not saying that like David Lynch is like not responsible for the film, but she's saying that Laura is actually your kind of portal into understanding the film. Um, through her other movies, you know, through um, Joyce Chopra's Smooth Smooth Talk, the first film that she kind of starred in that has this ambiguous abuse scene at the end that she's sort of since distanced herself from and then talking about Lynch. And I guess the, the book is, it feels like a lot of it is a bit apologist. I don't know how you found it, Andre, but I think that obviously David Lynch is a really interesting and nuanced director, especially in a time of Me Too, like Laura Dern's The Front of Time's Up, and he has a lot of violence against women in his films and he's admitted and to being... And in his personal life, he admitted to being an abuser before he was a filmmaker. But I guess um, Melissa kind of affords him this kind of accountability that's happening in his work and sort of unpacks it in a more nuanced way and talks about how... By way of the actor. By way of the actor, by way of understanding Laura Dern's like 20-year collaboration with her, him and putting herself in these roles means that we can't just completely cancel, you know, David Lynch for the obvious reasons that you would cancel a lesser artist or something. David's also very known for saying things like, talking, it's very dangerous. <laughs> Don't try and explain my movies, it'll ruin them. Or meaning, never heard of her. So I think that David can only account for the things that he's experienced and the things that he's perpetuated through creating images. And Inland Empire has chaotic images. She also wrote this in a similar way to that he made the movie. So he made the movie without a finished script and they would rock up every day for three years, or not every day, but every once in a while over three years and perform like a new version of the film. And she set herself a task of kind of not coming up with a plan, not coming up with a map, but writing a bit each day and seeing where her thought process took her. Um, And it reads, in the way that David Lynch's film is really, really dark, even though he doesn't seem like a super dark person, he's into transcendental meditation, it it feels like his film is set for a dark room and it Mm. explores what it feels like to go into, like, a cavernous 
you know, pathogen-filled cinema in the way that I am... Pathogen-filled? You know, I feel like she writes for, like, you know, having a coffee or being by the beach in the same way. It's a stream of consciousness that allows for you to just, like, enjoy it as a conversation. Can we go back to actorism? Because I feel like a great great way to invite the listeners into this conversation about... (laughs) Fireflies Press and this essay is to maybe give some examples of actorism because well, I was thinking about that when I was reading. We were thinking about Maggie Chung in Irma Vep, Olivia Assayas' conversation. I don't know how many people have seen that. but um, An obvious one is Nicole Kidman. Every time you see yeah. her in a film, she obviously owns it. And even though she's playing a character, she's not being like Kate Blanchett and divorcing herself from it. She's obviously imbuing herself in the role. That's the, the pivotal difference, I think, between... Actorism and actor, acting. And acting, is that actorism is you're kind of directing the film with your performance. Yeah. Jennifer, I'd say Julianne Moore. Jennifer Coolidge, I think. Viola totally. Davis, for better or worse. Parker Posey. Parker, Parker Posey. Posey, everything. Also a bit Rose McGowan as well. A little bit Rose McGowan. I mean, Kristen Stewart. Kristen's definitely Kristen Stewart. <laughs> Anyone that you watch for them singularly and the film revolving around their tonality, that is actorism, I think. It's subverting muse, toxic muse culture. Mm. And it's making you realise that directors don't do everything on set. Yeah, they They're barely do anything. Mm. Next, I think, is um, we focus more on art department. Lily Tomlin <laughs> is brought up in the essay. <laughs> really cute, beautiful aside uh, where Lily Tomlin talks about acting because she is known for a one-woman show that was then turned into a movie. So she has, like... It's called, like, The Search for Intelligent Life in the Universe. Yeah, someone look it that up. looks amazing. Someone email us the name of that film because everyone will watch it. But, I just um, downloaded it. She talks about how... All I have is my mind, my voice, and my body to make it believable. And I feel like when you watch Inland Empire, everyone's wondering how Laura Dern rationalizes it, how she comes to terms with it, like what does it mean for her? And it's like no one's asking that of David. Tilda and Memoria. Tilda and Memoria. No one asks the director, like, can you explain? It's always to the actor. Can you can you fess up? Like, Nicole, what was Lars thinking? Like Tell us what you tell us what the film is hap- what's happening in the film and expand and mm. I think looking I think focusing on actors is a great way to move away from formalism like Jen said. Well, I was saying it's it's so refreshing after so many years of engaging with so many bros talk to me about formalism and camera angles and aesthetics and delurs and time and playing with time. It's like actually the soul of a film is the person who's walking through it. Totally, it's not just about the shape or the techniques. It's or about, the insects, if we're talking about microcosmos. It's about the people who are invited. It's about the guests. Well, what a note to finish on. <laughs> oh, and the essay's available, so you can buy these little books. Inland of... Empire, through Firefly's Pet Press. Yep. Uh, they're fab Melbourne slash Berlin-based mm-hmm. publishing company, and they write really inspiring works about filmmakers that you might not have thought about. And whenever they drop a new essay in a book form, they do a screening of the film as well, uh, which is really cute. And they do them Damn. all over the world. It's, they're kind of impressive. Well, we'll pop a link up at fbiradio.com slash programs but don't go anywhere we've got spotlight right after this next track goddess 911 a project of samuel lockwood from the jezebels and alistair wright from cloud control and blossom botanical is the track there my name's maya billick i'm with jen and andre you're listening to movies 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 and it is time to get amongst a bit of spotlight right here on Movies, Movies, Movies. Spotlight. Now, give found, us a quick little intro. Yeah, yeah, I found this exhibition at AGNSW by accident because we went to go see Matisse. Ooh. More on that later. 
but it's just a collection of video works uh, called part of a show called Family, Visions of a Shared Humanity. And it's described as nine leading international video artists on the interconnectedness of humanity at a moment of division. But the actual crux of it is that it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's um, all these really well-known uh, black artists from around the world, John Comfra, Stan Douglas, Arthur Jaffa, Isaac Julian, Khalil Joseph, Carrie Mae Weems, who are just doing video works. And it's so refreshing to go to a video art show at the AGNSW. It's not just painting, it's not just sculpture. It's not just, you know, visual art. It's, like, movies that you can walk around in. Mm. Uh, the most famous person on the lineup is Steve McQueen, as we all know from 12 Years a Slave fame and Widows. I have my problems with Steve McQueen. Don't so get did me Bell Hooks. So <laughs> did Bell Hooks. He is not <laughs> a fave among intellectuals, but that's okay. He has a 12-hour video installation that is about a person who lived at the turn of the 20th century, who was a black man who was patrolled by different police forces, CIA, FBI, for all these racist reasons. And Steve has collected all the documentation around that um, criminal process and just laid it out. It was unjustifiable racism towards this man and all these court documents and legal works were written about him. And he made a montage out of it. So it's just 12 hours of just... uh, court papers, transcripts from interviews, documents, just 12 hours of it just like flying across the screen, um, which obviously you can't watch in full because it goes for, you know, longer than 10, de- 10 hours. Uh, but also Arthur Jaffa makes an appearance. Uh, who Arthur is Jaffa, famous for shooting Daughters of the Dust and, and Bamboozled. Of, and heaps of work with Kanye West and Solange. Working with archive, working with cinematography. Uh, his famous film, Love is the Message, the Message is Death, is screening, which is uh, a chaotic montage set to Ultralight Beam by Kanye West. Isaac and Julian, we did Looking for Langston, that yeah, beautiful movie. Years ago we reviewed Looking for Langston. Isaac Julian, famous British artist, uh, has like a very moody holiday film about um, a country in Europe. I've forgotten where it is. It's so bad of me. It might actually be somewhere near Greece. But anyway, he does this, like, he makes, like, a travelogue film uh, about a port that has a lot of international immigration and emigration going through it, and it's, like, a very moody tonal piece about it. But it's just video artworks, and they're all in their own rooms, and it's accessible, and you can walk around, and it's air-conditioned. It's inside. It's dark. kind of speaks to what you were saying about David Lynch making films about the experience of being in a dark room. I feel like if you really want to feel that, go check out Family, Visions of Shared Humanity at the AGNSW until February 13th, which is when it closes. Hot. We'll pop the links and details up at fbiradio.com slash programs. Jen, Andre, thank you so much for popping through today. Thanks Thanks for having us. Enjoy your two-week vacay to Fiji. Oh, we're going to Fiji. It's not a vacay, though. Nope. We're working hard. Oh. It's a working holiday. I mean, work trip. <laughs> I mean, community funded. Community funded. No, work. That's what I'm talking Love about. Love it. Well, <laughs> Wish can... us luck, everyone. Wish us luck. And please never hesitate to message the station or even us. We're on Instagram. Demand things of us. We're here for you. Pressure us. Especially if you've got little screenings. We'd love to do a spotlight on them. Pressure us. Hell yeah. You can always reach out on 0409-945-945. Follow Movies, Movies, Movies on Instagram. Movies underscore movies underscore movies underscore. And you can listen back wherever you get your podcast from. Say it's sayonara for now, but not forever. 
Sounds good. So. Coming up next, uh, Halsey's uh, I'm Not a Woman, I'm a Girl. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you don't have to. But I would like you to. <laughs> we actually have a bit of Aldous Harding with one. Oh, okay. Now you have to. I'm sorry. <laughs> Aldous, that's how we're being sent off. <laughs> JK, love you, FBI. We'll just be here to talk about movies. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts.